we'll start at 3.30. You could do, um, what's my brothers, my sisters, uh, what's going on? You could end with that bit. You know, because there's that part where he goes, my brothers, my sisters, yeah, yeah. just have that very short bit and just fade out or something. Oh, that's good. Um, you could always do the Linus and Lucy, because Thanksgiving, Charlie Brown Thanksgiving. You drove way past 3.30. I drove 40. past 3.30. 3.40. I drove past 3.30. Me. Not you talking directly past the 3.30 mark, but me. Uh, that's right. That's right. We should have been recording by now. We, we're like 17 seconds late. What this sounds like is every family dinner I've ever been to. Welcome to the podcast, folks. We're leaving that in. <laughs> You're wrong. I'm going home. <laughs> Welcome to the Lo-Fi Top 5. We're going to get something out of the way. Uh, This afternoon, the dulcet tones of a chainsaw will be accompanying our beautiful podcast because somebody's having some work done on their house and we still wanted to record. Well, it's not so much a chainsaw as just a whole, uh, I mean, like a a, a parade of, of big, loud equipment is coming through my house. The, you know, and everybody, if something really loud happens, then a, um, the load-bearing window that they're replacing in my house, because I'm stating that accurately as a load-bearing window, <laughs> you know, you know how structurally sound glass is, uh, uh, has to be fixed. So if any loud crash noises ensue, it's been a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a good time. Uh, all right. So <clears throat> this week on episode 71, we are doing the movie family episode, which is not to be confused with the family movie episode. Is it 73? Well, this is funny because you said 71. In the recording, you put the the tag as 72, and in my sheet, it says 73. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm the worst producer ever. <laughs> episode 248. Yeah, whatever. You guys don't care. There's a number. It's an episode. But we are doing the movie family episode, which we defined as... Well, I'm interested to see how you defined it like, and how you interpreted it. But our original construct was the best families in movies correct it's definitely not the best family films because i'm pretty sure yeah that would be none of mine oh no 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 one of mine would be like a real family film yeah i got one too but the rest of them not so maybe two anyway so jeremy uh, coming from the gen xy version of your brain how easy hard or indifferent was putting this list together well here's the thing i learned jt a lot of movie families really suck yeah you know i went for some what i thought would be some go-to's like i thought about home alone and again i I, hopefully i'm not stealing from your list here but like he wishes his family would disappear and then celebrates like a maniac when he wakes up and they're gone like that's horrifying Yep. yep she also left basically like barely older than a toddler in her house and didn't notice. Like she's one of the worst people on the planet. I think I used her in our like worst something, something episode. Well, I was going to go to another one of your, your favorites, good old grandpa bucket, oh, which is basically, he's like a grand mooch bucket or something. The worst. That guy's the worst. <laughs> so putting together a list wasn't hard. I got to about 30, 35. I really tried to push as much as I could away from, um, uh, smaller family units, like not just like uh, mom and two kids or something like that, as much sure. as I could. I did, I think I delved there a couple of times though, because it was sort of getting tricky because I really wanted to focus on the family dynamic as the interesting reason to choose them and like something, whether it's their, their sparring over Thanksgiving dinner or, or worse, as we'll get to. Sure. Uh, I thought that was where I would take it to be an interesting thing. How about you? Yeah, so similarly, I I didn't want to get into the like three people thing. I wanted it to be a little bit bigger than that. What I found myself being drawn towards, which you will see in the list, is I actually kind of like dumpster fire families if if there's <laughs> if there's some if there's some kind of payoff, right? So like a lot of the time when there's really feel good movies, when it's like a great family, they never like if they did cross my mind, I was like, ugh, gross. But the ones where there was like meaningful conflict and like lots of kind of like, you know, just intricate relationships and delicate natured things that needed to be addressed is the stuff that I 100 uh, percent found myself pulled towards. So I didn't it was not hard to put a list together. Narrowing the list down was very, very difficult, uh, so much mm. so that I still don't know that I really have 
a top five, which is a rolling theme for me. So we'll just, you know, we'll keep rolling with that. <laughs> that sounds all right. I also had an issue where there were a couple movies where I really wanted to include them because I knew that they were sort of, I don't know how to say this, like the right answer for movies and, and movies I really liked, but I just, again, couldn't quite remember well enough yeah. to yeah. to be able to have a conversation with you about them. But which I, which I actually ended up spending way too much time thinking about all week. Like, why is there this movie? Like, I went to my IMDb thing and like, oh, look, I rated that movie a 9 out of 10 and I cannot tell you the plot points. Right? Wow. So, yeah. So, I'm like, is it is it a good movie? If I, you know, it's, it's like Schrodinger's good movie. If I, if, I, if I watched a great movie alone in the forest and then I forget about it, did it happen? Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's a good question. Hmm. We'll ponder that some other time. Shall, some we, time. shall we begin? I think we begin, which means we will go with the Shawshank. So the Shawshank is the category-defining family. Uh, if you have one, Jeremy, do you have a Shawshank? I do. Okay. Uh, so I don't this week. Okay. Like at all. That's fine. I, I'm going to guess that my Shawshank is in your list, in fact. It's Ooh. in my uh, – so, JT, this week for you, I have six – Six um, movies tar- tagged that I believe will be in your somewhere between your 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 lists. Okay, I like it. Okay, this one's from 1991. Okay, truly most diverse family ever. 1991. Truly, I felt like that was a clue. Most diverse family ever. Um. 1990. I might overemphasize that truly a little bit. Like it wasn't meant to be like. Okay. It's not like a derivative of the word truth and from the Latin root. Oh, okay. But just sort of like, just sort of saying like this is truly a diverse, the most diverse family ever. So I have a 1991 movie that is definitely not on my list, but is firmly like was needed to be brought up that I'm going to assume it is. Let me give you my five words and see if maybe it's the same because this was in my palm anyway. Other families pale in comparison. Interesting. Would it, is it that this fan, or is it really this family pales in comparison? That's that. Yeah, that's that's really what it is. <laughs> that would be da, 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 the Adams family. Yeah, Adams family. This is a great pick. I love this pick. It's good. Fun movie, and and I gave this thought. They're actually a really good family. They're great, right? They support each other. They do things together. They have great times. There are a lot of rituals. Yep. A lot of family rituals. rituals. Good family rituals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and even in the sequel, like, you know, their parents are forcing their kids to go to camp and get a life in a way. And, you know, that that hilarity ensues. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to I'm happy to co-nominate this as a Shawshank. Adam's family is great. Well, there we go. There you Let's go. Let's dive on into the rest. All right, man. You go first. Number one pick. Well, first pick. First pick, no real order this week. So this is just how I ended up writing them down. I don't believe you've seen this movie. So that's sort of a clue from 2016. Oh, okay. Cast includes Frank Langella and Catherine Hahn. Big fan of Catherine Hahn. Frank Langella, cool. Dad, six kids, great campers. Dad, six kids that's a whole lot of children great campers um dad six kids swiss family robinson no uh though that's that'll come up later I th- where is it? Oh, that's way down my list now um no this is a movie called captain fantastic yeah i didn't see this at all yeah so it's vigo mortensen as the oh, dad love you it's Six. I mean, it's him and his six kids. Uh, I'm not going to spoil any movie because I know you haven't seen it. But basically, the the premise is the wife has passed away, okay. and or the mom. Sorry, the mom and wife has passed away, and the family is there. The him and the, and the kids are living in the woods. Uh, I believe in Oregon, if, if memory serves on that detail. Oregon, Montana, something very very woodsy. Wyoming, sure could be, and. They're like living off the earth and they have this van and they occasionally go into the town to pick up stuff. And I can't remember why they have some money, but they have some money. So they, you know, they're not like starving or struggling. And he's basically like sort of super dad, but also super awful dad in a way okay. uh, because he's, he's doing like, I don't know how to say this, like, like quote air quotes, like the right things. Like there's a lot of self-paced learning. He's teaching them all the classics. He's, 
focusing on like a really diverse set of knowledge and deep ethical thinking and being their own selves and true self-esteem. But they're also like running through the woods with sharp knives, hunting deer and like, and like getting into fights with each other that are fighty fights, you know, not, not wrestling on the couch. Got it. Um, So it's a beautiful movie. I got to say, I went into it. Here's the one thing I will say. Don't go into it the way I did, which is when you see a quirky looking movie poster and you're convinced this is another Wes Anderson like movie. Sure. It's not. Okay. <laughs> it, it ain't that. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a beautiful movie about uh, family. I mean, that, that is, it's, it is a family movie. I like it. All right, cool. I, I, this is, that's a lot of things you just said are things that, usually resonates with me as liking a movie. So I should probably just see that. I'll put that towards the top of the list. It's one of those movies you're going to watch it and be like, I wish I did some of these things this dad is doing because it, it, it like, you know, deep down he's doing a lot of things right. And at the same time, there's also this like, yeah, but I, I'm not, I can't, I can't do that. I'm just not that good. I'm just, I'm, I'm too, I'm too norm core, you know? So I'm going to speak to younger parents right now, which, cause your kids are too old for this, but there's a, currently there's a show that came from Australia called Bluey. And I'll tell you, it's a cartoon. It's hilarious. It's genuinely hilarious. I don't know that it's based on the Montessori learning pro- process, but like, it's very, very kid forward. And so the dad in Bluey is like the best player ever. And so me and my friends who have kids who are younger, anybody who watches Bluey hates this dad because he's too good. Like, you know, like he's a statue for like three minutes and they're spraying him with water and he doesn't move and it's all this stuff. And I'm like, dude, you're setting the bar way too high. I don't like it. Please stop. So I totally get that. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's go to your uh, first pick there of the day. All right. I'm going to go to my weirdest one first uh, just because it's fun. So February of 2018 – I'll give you, it's a tough cast. Martin Freeman, Forrest Whitaker. That is, I've got it from that, but I would love to hear your five words. Royal Family honestly introduces itself. Black Panther. Black Panther. Yeah. So the Adukas, I just think, are so BA in every way, shape, and form. And the fact that Angela Bassett is the mom who's like stoic, like stoic and steady and brilliant. And uh, they, they have like really difficult choices to make in the film about what they do and don't do as a unit. Um, right. But all of them have like this really dedicated purpose of self, like their own self-discipline and what they're doing. There's no... Uh, there's no ego in their family unit, right? Because like T'Challa is the Black Panther, but then his sister... Like Shuri is also this like crazy magician. She's the coolest character in the film, I think. And so the the idea, which is a lot to say because Black Panther is pretty flipping cool. So (laughs) so the idea that like they all kind of have their own role and are comfortable in it and aggressively supportive of the other one, I think is cool. And this idea of legacy and like, I don't know, it's the smallest of the family units that I picked because it's kind of tight. Um, but they have like a real crisis of faith and a crisis of what they're supposed to do and they have to pull together and they're there for each other. I don't know. It's just really strong. And I think it's a dynamic that's missed because Marvel, right? Like the rest of that, there's so much right, other right, right. stuff happening in that movie that it's really easy to kind of jump over like how powerful and compact this family unit is and like how, how none of them exist if the other ones don't do what they do so well. So there's just like this beautiful sort of like bubble around them which is like oh that's what support looks like in every way shape and form and i just think it's dope the lovely pick dude lovely i uh i would I, I had a quick like flirtation with the mcu for a moment i'm like i didn't even think like it was one of those like eh, is there anything where they're all family no let's move on right and you you found the one so good job on that thanks i started with i started with guardians to do like a can i make them a family but that's not what we said, right? What we said right. is there has this has to be a family unit. And yeah, for some reason, this one just like kind of really stuck out to me where I was like, oh, this is like actually really beautiful. So much so that it's not like I I immediately thought of Black Panther. When I thought of Black Panther, I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of interesting. <laughs> it just kept going. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to stick with this. I like it. I'm kind of wishing to see the, you know, the uh, the what if, the the... <laughs> 
<laughs> the Black Panther family reunion Thanksgiving episode with Kill, and I sort of picture Killmonger at the table with Andy Serkis's head, just sort of <laughs> as the centerpiece, and it's just sort of a very awkward, yeah, awkward meal. It could be it would, very or, awkward, right? Which is basically everyone's Thanksgiving ever, so they should do it, <laughs> right? And then and, and you could like you could turn it into a real sitcom episode. You'd be like. Oh, tell, Killmonger's not coming this year, is he? Yeah, Auntie, he's coming. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, just tell him not to bring the head, please. Can he not bring the head this year? It's a little much. Can we all agree it's a little much? <laughs> what was his first name? I can't, I was trying to, it's like, it's like Andy or, or, or he has a regular. Yes. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. Like, no one would be like, hey, how's it going, Andy? <laughs> right. <laughs> I see you got a few more notches on your upper chest there. What's that all about? How was yeah. your year? Busy year, yeah. bud. Busy year. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm going to take us down a little less uh, inspira- in- inspirational, inspiring family to, to talk about. Love that. A movie that I don't think we've brought up before. Love that. I actually, it, it, it hits one of my weird categories of like maybe overrated, maybe not. I can't quite tell. And I don't really want to see it too many more times because just, eh. Okay. But I think it really belongs on this list. So, and there's a lot to talk about. 1999. Okay. Includes Peter Gallagher and Scott Bakula. And if we could just have a quick pour one out for Dean Stockwell from uh, Quantum Leap there uh-huh. yep love love a good bacula reference i have no idea what this is by the way yeah definitive dysfunctional suburban american family definitive dysfunctional suburban family so i can't remember if scott no for some reason american beauty's in my head but it's as it- well it should be okay good okay was so he was the neighbor right wasn't he the neighbor Bacula, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah, for some reason, he's not – that That was hard to connect. Because he has a super small part. That's why. why, yeah. But the suburban the suburban family is 100% right. Okay, yeah, please go on. So I, I have a love-hate with this movie. It's one of those – I think it's a great movie. I also think it's crazy overrated. I but I also think it has some messages and some filmmaking style that are, that are so well done that I'm just mm-hmm. like – I'm, I'm, I'm all over it. You know, I think I would have probably been more into this movie if it had not gotten so much like Oscar buzz and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, what have you seen it, right? Oh yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. Performances are great uh, across the board. And I mean, Annette Benning, in my opinion is actually the, the, the thing of this movie. I yeah. think she's so amazing. I love her anyway. But I think she's so amazing in this role, even though she doesn't have nearly the screen time as Spacey or the kids. But I think she's actually the glue of the dysfunction that make that that ties the room together. That ties the room together. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yes, the kids are, I mean, everybody's a mess. And it's a very, I don't know, honest, honest movie in a lot of ways. But it's also so extreme in others that I, that I again I just like it's it's like a fantasy in reality in a fantasy it's just so all over the place you know what I mean yeah so if if I may so please this movie is a good script that's very well acted that is shot beautifully and that's that's where I think it should have ended and instead mm. everything got dialed up to eleven now listen. A good script that's really well acted, that's shot beautifully, is rare. So I don't think that you should take away from that. But I agree with you. I think the script here gets into the fantastical a little too hard. And it just winds up being like it was it's overly emotional in all the ways I don't like. It took it out of reality where the rest of it is so grounded in sad truth, which is as a pre- it's just a preference of mine. I like stuff like that. And this right. turned into something else that kind of got gross to me. Like that—that that was really well said, actually. And it was—it drawn into my head. I just finally saw. Oh my god, we're going to space in the movie. Um, uh, Francis McDormand in Nomadland. Okay, I still haven't seen it. And I was kind of worried it was going to have the same thing. Is actually why I didn't watch it for so long. Is that it would be a too fantastical a take on the concept. 
And actually, it's not. It's a. It's almost like I wish American Beauty was a bit more like Nomadland. It's just actually a really honest take on it. You know. Sure. Love that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So go. there you go. American Beauty. It's a great pick. Um, I also like this pick because there's multiple family dimensions happening. Like it's not just one oh, yeah. family that you're you're having to live inside, which is interesting. Uh, all right, my next one. I'm going to stay in a similar vein to you. Um, let's go with August of 2006. Uh, I'll give you Alan Arkin and Brian Cranston. This was top on my list for you, buddy. Little of Miss Sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the you love this movie, dude. It's just so it's almost perfect. So family discovers cohesiveness in a Volkswagen. Um, <laughs> here, here's the thing. I talked about this at the top. I really wound up going towards dark. The families that I identified with the most, once I started putting my list together, like is about conflict. It's not about Swiss Family Robinson. It's not the Brady Bunch. Like I want conflict and I want resolution. And I don't want the resolution to be like, but of course I want it to be like, oh my God, thank God we got that over with. That was horrible. Because that's real life. (laughs) Right. Right. And what I love about Little Miss Sunshine is there is, and I really think this is stunning to do this as well as they did. Each character, forget agency, each individual character has like wild individual issues that is unrelated to everybody else in the car. (laughs) Right. Right, that's a good point. And the point of this movie is the collection of those issues is the issue. And I think that's really smart. <laughs> like, like that's really smart. Carell's problem is not Abigail Breslin's problem, is not Arkin's problem, is not the kids. They all have their very own specific thing that is leading the whole group of them to have a larger issue. And I just think it's so gorgeous. And it's like what life is like. It's totally what yeah. life is like. And they managed to still make it film worthy because it is beautifully shot and it is incredibly well acted. And there is a lot of like, you know, pulling for, rooting against. It's all just this one little group. And you're like, you're actively rooting against the mom and then for the dad and then against the dad, but always for the kid. It's just that it's hard, man. It's hard to make a movie like that. And I just think they nailed it. I, I agree. They nailed it. And, and it's also just such a sweet movie. It's like so, sweet. so, so much about like being true to yourself and things like that, which I, which I love seeing in films. Yeah. But I like to just, I love that point. They, it, it wasn't innocent for innocence sake. It was actually innocent, right? Like the, the whole storyline basically is trying to get Abigail Breslin to her performance for the beauty pageant. Right. And all the other stuff is swirling, but like, her, she was innocent. Like her, her desire was an innocent desire, and therefore the rest of the family had to be faced with their their nonsense <laughs> that stood in the way of this innocent need, which is just sweet. It's just so good. I, I mean, you knew it was coming, and I'm not. I'm not. That's why I led with one that wasn't this, knowing that this was going to be the second one I brought up because you were going to be like, yeah, that you're going to use Little Miss Sunshine. And yeah, I am. You're right. I'm just glad you used it. I'm thrilled. It's a good pick. Thanks. Okay. Here's one that. <laughs> It's a family. Okay. But no, there's no there's no debate on the familyness of this, but but they ain't the best. We'll just go okay. with that. Uh, cast is a struggle, but I'll give you Bruno Kirby and Diane Keaton, and the movies from 1974. Whoa, 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 whoa! You know Bruno Kirby, right? Because he's more definitely more Gen X guy. I I know who he is. Not like if you were like run through a list of things. No, he's a that guy for me. Um, he's when Harry met Sally, he's the best friend of Billy Crystal. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know who he is. You aspire to his mustache. Well, I aspire to any mustache right now. Oh, you're uh, looking pretty good, buddy. Yeah, it's we're we're in Super Troopers territory right now. Um, I can't Diane Keaton in '74. I love Diane Keaton. I don't know. I don't know. Keep going. Heartbroken sibling seeks ultimate revenge. Heartbroken. Oh, this is going to be like a clever Jeremy pick. Can feel it. Seventy-four. Heartbroken sibling in seventy-four seeks revenge. I don't know. Heartbroken is definitely the big clue of the of the thing. Because her heart was physically broken. <laughs> His heart. His heart was. I don't know. What is it? You broke my heart. 
This is Godfather Part 2. Oh, Corleone. oh, no. The Corleone family, which for a while I thought about Shawshanking, but if I'm, because sh- obviously The Godfather Part 2 is like the the movie, but like from a, I couldn't Shawshank the family. So I, I, don't, I don't want anyone for a moment to think that I am ranking the Adams family above The Godfather Part 2. <laughs> But at least they didn't shoot their brother in the back of the head. Right. For some reason, Diane Keaton never lands as being in that movie to me. I was in a totally different space with her. I was going down a totally different road. Because I think outside of The Godfather, her career in the 70s and 80s is radically different. Like, it's just all sorts of, a lot of comedies. Yeah, that's, I was in like Woody Allen land. I was like in that whole version of, of of Hollywood. It never, this just was totally not even in my scape. That's great. It's a great pick. Keep going. Oh, man. Uh, what are we going to say? I, I, again, I almost wanted to Shawshank because what are you going to say about the Corleones? Like I, like, I don't even know what to talk about. Do we need to talk about this one? It's like, hey, the Corleones. Maybe I should have just Shawshanked because I, I, I don't even know where to go. They're the best, worst, everything. I like, I yeah, yeah. the Corleones. It's great. It's a great pick. One question. And by the way, yeah, we are spoiling The Godfather Part Two, but, uh-huh. you know, come on. So here's a quick, quick family dynamic question. Was there ever a point after Michael figured it out where Fredo ha- could have done anything to live? Was there no. anything that Fredo could have done or was that done? Done. Done. Got to go. Absolutely. Got to go. Yeah. Do, I mean, do you disagree? I keep trying to think about it. I think, I think if there had been some like crazy level mea culpa, crazy level... Uh, uh, turn it all around. The problem is that he didn't he didn't provide other value to the family, and and that's that's I think, you know, if if all you're doing is is getting your brother almost assassinated, you're you know you are pretty dead weight. Yeah, the, there's no there's no coming back from that. I, I, there, there's no I, I see there's I see no avenue back from that ever. First time you saw it, did you think he was actually going to kill Fredo or not? Yes. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, I until didn't. until they're out on the boat. As soon as the boat leaves, uh, you're done. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. All right. Your uh, turn, my friend. All right, let's go. Um, I'm gonna go in a another sure why not JT direction. Uh, November of 2017. This is a absolutely impossible cast. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias and Edward James Olmos. Uh, I believe I have this one as well. From your list. I oh, think it's in for my, me. It's in my fast five and only because I, I saw it only once if we're talking about the right movie. And I don't remember enough of some of the family interdynamics other than what I'm assuming we're talking about is a grandson. Yes. With a, with a guitar. Yeah. 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 So accidentally meets expired family was my clue. Yeah. This is Coco. So this, this is a uh, second on my list for picks of JT for the week. Yeah, so I watched this movie a billion times because my oldest loved it because it's, she's in the time frame of when Coco came out. This movie is absolutely visually gorgeous. This is a gorgeous film to watch. Like, you can watch this on mute. Now, if you don't, it also is an homage to an amazing genre of music that this sort of introduced to a lot of people, which is super, super right. cool. But the movie is literally about family. <laughs> like... Yep. It couldn't be more about family. And it's about, you know, remembering your family on Dia de Muertos, on the ofrenda, and like being thoughtful about that. And then like trying to protect the family through a thing that this kid loves, but actually they think is bad for him and why that's conflict. Again, conflict. And then finding out your family's even bigger and more meaningful than you want. And family coming back together, even though they were apart for a very specific reason and truths and all this, like, it's just great. It's a really, really good movie. It's beautifully done, and it's Pixar. So there was going to be one, and this is the one I picked. Well, this this has to be the one. There was a part. There is a part of me that, even though I've only seen it the once, would put this in like a top three Pixar movie list. It's like so this good. is this is a amazing, amazing movie. And I think if it had come out, maybe when there was a lot less. This came out, I think this suffered from a popularity perspective because of like, it came out in the, in the, 
I don't know, the golden prime era of like crazy good animated uh, uh, movies, right? It's not, and, and this is when DreamWorks has finally got their stuff together. Like yep. all the studios are putting out movies. We're seeing like four a year per studio. Yeah. And it didn't get lost in the shuffle, but I think it, it, it sort of didn't. It, it, it could have been like a frozen level movie, I think. So I have a, I have a controversial opinion here. Please. And I blame Disney for this. So no offense, Disney. You're wonderful. We love what you do. But uh, this is not a quote unquote girl movie. And I, I agree. And and I think when it comes to how strongly Disney stands behind and creates fanfare for the princess vertical is where they shine. Yes. And so this is not like that. This is a boy, right? Which already you are you're in rarefied air when it comes to most of what Disney does, right? So it's a boy, it's a new culture. There's a bunch of things about this movie that don't line up with which which with the machine that is Disney. I'm not saying they did it intentionally. Right. I'm saying that what they're their sort of rinse and repeat cycle, Frozen, Moana, Princess and the Frog, even when they do cool things, which they have, listen, they've gotten a lot better about making things better, like a lot better, obviously. But this is one of those things where I don't know that they knew how to sell the vehicle. And it's a bummer because I agree with you. If you really look at everything they've done, arguably just from a film nerdy standpoint, this is among the tightest they've ever been. It's so good. It's so good. I'm wondering from what you were just saying, something interesting popped in my head is one, it's an example where, you know, it's a Pixar movie, but really it's a Disney movie. Like well, this is an yeah. atypical Pixar. This is not a go-to kind of Pixar movie, right? It's right. Visually, obviously, and depth of story, obviously, but it's a boy, not a girl, to your yeah. point. It's not a sporty boy or a car driving boy or a whatever, you know, that kind of boy. Right. It's dealing with Aladdin culture, not typical American white families. Yeah. So I could see uh, like also probably people hedging their bets. Maybe they don't have as many inroads. I don't really know what the, what the Latino uh, population thinks of the Pixar movie. Like I haven't, it's not, I don't know, you right. know? So they, it, it's a good point. We should, I'd like to talk about this more, but I'm feeling the, we need to get back on track a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. Well, with this, listen, we could do a separate cat. Listen, we should bring somebody on who can give us a perspective because neither of us are going to have it. Right, but the internet will have a perspective. Hey, if you're a fan and and and, and you have an opinion on this, reach holla at your boys. Go ahead, Jerry. You're up. All right, I'm going to stay in a. In a <laughs> I'm going to stay in a bit of a weird space. I don't know, but our discussion topic for this next movie will be: Were they good parents? Ooh, okay. Okay. Movies from 1995. Okay. There's no way around this cast, so just you can just answer it immediately. But uh, I will try with Regina King and John Witherspoon. Okay, so this is Friday. <laughs> My five words were family with half of everything. <laughs> What's funny? So I have this in my contender pong, like in the bottom, bottom, not even the top five. This is like the later rounds, just like want a shout out. And what my my words for you were cereal, no milk. <laughs> nice. I was gonna do uh, actually. My original one was uh, cereal, ham, uh, peanut. I can't remember what the others. No, whatever they were. So nice one. It's funny that we're going to end up talking about movies like Coco and Friday more than The Godfather Part Two. Sure. Which, which definitely, like, and now in in five minutes of retrospect, should have just been Shawshank since we didn't talk about. It. But were they good parents? Right. Well, this is a movie about a family. Right. We got a brother, sister, father, mother. Mother goes to work. Father goes to work. Kid just got fired. Sister's doing stuff. Is this a good family? Are they good parents? Is the you know is John Witherspoon. Teaching his boys right. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. It's just John, I love John Witherspoon, and in Friday, I immediately go to the bathroom scene, so I can't take him seriously. Oh yeah, it's just him with the with the Febreze. Yeah, you can watch that for about 25, 35 minutes. Um, it's a good question. So here's the thing: both their kids are old enough to be well out of the house, and are not. Mm. But as parents, they are still taking care of their kids. So that I, you know, credit, credit where credit's due. There is a 
the the scene. Listen, I'm going to spoil Friday a little bit, but the scene where John Witherspoon and Ice Cube talk about the gun is a that's the scene. Really powerful parenting scene. That's the topic right there. I'm glad I, I was. I was like, I hope JT takes us where I want him to take us, You're and welcome. that is where we. That that was the destination. Good. Everybody can exit. This is the last stop. <laughs> I agree. I actually will say that in the midst of this comedy slash minor drama, but mostly sure. a comedy, you have one of the most profound father son connections in a movie. On like where all of a sudden everything's in like. Like everything fades into black in the background. You could have just had just like just their faces or something, right? And it's yeah. just like, you know, and, and granted, we live in a time where it's weird to use phrasing now, like, oh, this is what it is to be a man. I think it's just more to think of a man more of the context of this is what it is to just be a grown up, right? If, right. if just say, like, this is to be an adult, you know, you use your brains, you use your fists, you know, you, you win some, you lose some, you get knocked down, you get up again. I don't ever want to let me down. I drink a whiskey drink. Wait, wait, wait. I've gone somewhere wrong here. That was well done. That was well done. Uh, this is a great pick. I, so I obviously, I mean, we've talked about how much I love this movie, and I think everybody should love this movie. I, I do. I love that pick for this. Like for for that that scene really sticks out to me. And I'm trying to think now. When you said that, I'm trying to go through like really impactful father son or just like parent child moments where it's like a hard hitting truth that needs to be delivered. And I don't know, man, like that's got, it's probably up there. That's probably up. there. Right. And by the way, that scene is actually why I picked this into my top five. Originally it was like a Fun. thinking about a contender, but then I was like, you know, that is such a moment. Mm. And, and, and in particular, because it's almost jarring from that movie. It's almost like the entire lesson of that movie it's like the whole everything about Friday is like a red herring around that scene in a way. Sure. Yeah, right. sure. That's true. That's absolutely true. Yeah. It's Great. it's like the modern version of this would be like, you know, you're 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 a grown up. You don't need a keyboard to fight your fights. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh so this is where I get to the I don't know what I want to pick now. I'm stuck between two, and one of them is a little more obvious, and one's less obvious. And I know you haven't seen this one. Well, whatever. I'm going to pick that one, I guess. Mm. So, well, maybe you did. See, I think I told you to see this, and I don't know if you did. Anyway, uh, whatever. November of two of 2020, this came oh. out. Uh, a relatively tough cast. Not super tough, but like, let's do Stephen Root and Judy Greer. I like them both. Yeah, it's a really, really good cast. Um, Steven Root, November, so it's a year-old movie. Yep. Okay, I'm going to need some words. I don't, I don't think I'm going to know this, but go on. I don't think you are either. Um, let's give – so the five words I have – well, the, the words I have for you is very opening road trip. Very opening which I assume that's like eye opening, but you yeah. couldn't say eye or something. Like it could have said eye. Could have said eye. Eye yeah. and eye for an eye. Eye eye. An opening road trip. It's funny because that, that description would have been like Little Miss Sunshine. Right. What's another road trip movie? Steven Root? Yeah. Is in the movie. Hmm. I don't have anything here. What you got? All right. So this is Uncle Frank. Which That's a movie. Right, you did tell me about this. Ooh, this is like I'm going like half a year ago. You, this is like a you it's watched new. this in the winter, I think. Yeah, yeah. This it came out like it, it it came out in November of of 2020. Like it's still new, so I'm not going to go deep into the movie. But uh, when when we get finished with your list, I'll tell you the other one I didn't pick instead of this. But Uncle Frank is Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany is lovely, by the way. I just really really like him. The story the story is. Uh, an uncle and his niece travel home for a family event. Okay. And the discovery of the uncle and his life and the life that he has to go sort of, it's 1973. He has to explain or not explain his life to his family a little bit. And it's just, it's again, a lot of tension, 
there's a lot of like really, really deep rooted sort of understanding of each other that comes out in this. And uh, it was beautifully acted. It was shot really, I thought it was like really lovely the way they shot it. It was sort of like very simple. It's just a very simple movie that really kind of let the actors do all of all of it. Okay. And it's, I just think that it's a, it's a family dynamic that I'm not familiar with. And it's one where there's a lot of closed doors. And this whole movie is about trying to open those doors as a group. And it's hard. It's really, really hard. And it was beautifully done. Uh, and it was, it, it stuck with me. It really stuck with me. Nice. I love that description. Since I haven't seen it, just to get us on really on point, what would fa- Thanksgiving dinner li- be like for the Uncle Frank family? Well, it depends on what point in the movie, but I'll tell you where it starts because I don't want to give it away. Uh, so where <laughs> it would start would be a lot of, it would be very quiet because there's a lot of things happening that everyone knows that no one will acknowledge. Ah, uh, like they're sitting there, you're hearing forks clank, and then yeah, someone's like, yeah, yeah. "Hey, uh, hey, Frank, how uh, how's how's your car?" Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, do, doing fine there, Bill. Doing fine there, Bill. Yeah. Entirely, good, good. entirely out of obligation. That's what that right. entire meal would sound like. Right. And then Killmonger shows up, and it's a good old time. And they, he's got the head again, and they're like, "We gotta <laughs> stop with this, Andy." <laughs> what was his name? I I, I refuse to Google it while we're talking this time. <laughs> Me too. All right. Any more on Uncle Frank or should we uh, continue on our journey? With you, can, you can finish us out. Finish out your top five. 1989. Okay. Diane Wiest. Love Diane Wiest. Love Diane Wiest. Had a couple options with her, actually. There was another movie with her I thought about for a bit. And as he was known at the time, Leaf Phoenix. Leaf Phoenix. Do you know who that is? Um, well, it's, it's gotta be one of the Joaquin, like either Joaquin or river, right? No, it's Joaqu- it's Joaquin. So he was born as, so it was river and you had leaf and the other ones are like moonbeam and like twig. <laughs> and what. I mean, it's not, it, if you go look up their original family names, they're all like that. That's probably cool. going to be part of captain fantastic. But, um, yeah. So Joaquin leaf Phoenix and Diane Weist was this for some reason. I remember him. Was he in Christmas vacation? Could have been. I don't know, but that's not my pick. Oh, okay. Because I think that was 89. Go ahead. <laughs> this, this again, this is this movie's not, not, not one of yours, buddy, but I think you might have seen it from one prior conversation. But everybody listening who is in the right demographic will know what I'm saying. Uh, made Gen Xers fear losing retainers. Fear losing retainers. Um... For some reason, I just have Anthony Michael Hall in my head right now. As you know, I, if you're thinking dental work in the '80s movies, you're thinking <laughs> Anthony Michael Hall. Um, I don't know what this is. The movie is called Parenthood. Oh yeah, so I've seen this, but couldn't tell you a single thing about it. Yeah, it's Steve Martin. Yep, I mean, the cast yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, cast is off the charts, including Keanu Reeves, by the way. As, oh, baby Keanu. As Todd. Todd. Yeah, baby Keanu. He is, and it, and it, I think this is part of why my, my picture, when I still see like movies like John Wick, I'm still like, is that really Keanu Reeves? Because you had Bill and Ted's and then Parenthood were his first, I believe his first two movies. And he's basically the same guy in both movies. Right. Like, right. His role in Parenthood is he's the, the boyfriend, the hapless boyfriend who has no productive skills. I think he's like a BMX racer as an adult, as his job. Like, awesome. Not BMX. It's like some motocross kind of thing. Sure. It's all about family. The whole movie is this one family. You've got Tom Hulse, Amadeus himself showing up, begging for money. You've got Diane Weiss as sort of the matriarch. You've got, I can't remember offhand now, I'm messing up if it's Mary, Mary Elizabeth Mastriantonio, whose name I went to read so I could get it right one time. But now that I'm saying it, I think it's actually Mary Steenburgen. Okay. So... Okay. Which is also, what's with the 80s Mary actresses? Can we just have a simple name? Yeah. And yeah, the dynamics of this are great. I think it's probably the movie that made me picture family life more than any other growing up as a, you know, a single child, divorced parents, right? So my picturing of family units started as like probably Archie comics when I was a kid and evolved <laughs> through various movies over the years, you know? Uh, 
This one, for whatever reason, really stuck out with me. I was, I don't know, maybe I must have been 16, 17 at the time. I didn't really identify with anybody, including the little kid who keeps losing his retainer. It's just a lovely film, and I love Steve Martin in it. I love the picturing. In fact, I really want to rewatch it now. It's been, I think the last time I watched it was right, right before we had kids. My wife and I watched it together. And now I haven't seen it since, and I feel like it's worthy of a rewatch because all I remember feeling from the time I was a kid until now was just a really deep empathy with Steve Martin's character trying to navigate just it's just a crazy family dynamic. Love it. Love it. Great pick. Thanks, man. I'm never going to argue a Steve Martin pick. All right, so that actually lends itself nicely into my last one. So I just realized that all of mine are in the 2000s. Well, this one's got to be from 2001. No, it doesn't. Oh, darn it. <laughs> this was my heart. This was my, like, he's got to put this one top five. Okay, where, where are you going? So uh, 2018. Oh. And I'll give you Tom Segura and Joan Cusack. So Tom Segura is like on screen for 45 seconds and makes a joke or something? He's, he's on screen for longer than that, but... Not a oh, lot really? longer. Yeah, not a lot longer. And Joan Cusack. Yeah, she's in everything. She is. All right, five words, please. Funky Bunch transforms into Entourage. I'm so proud of this five words. Funky Bunch. <laughs> so I'm I'm get, I'm hoping that's a reference to uh, to to yeah. Yeah, listen, Funky Bunch transforms into Entourage. It's both an accurate five-word description, and I'm giving you the lead. <laughs> so it's Wahlberg yeah. transforms into into what? Entourage. Mark Wahlberg, Joan Cusack, Tom Segura. Rose Byrne, Octavia Spencer. Is it sad that I still don't know? I don't know. You might, not, know. you might not have seen this, which it wouldn't surprise me. It's kind of like a feel good. This is a family movie, literally. Okay. What is it? So this is called Instant Family. Oh, I have not seen that. Okay. So Sean Anders is the writer and director on this. And Sean Anders. What, is he the, what are the workaholics guys? Yeah. No. Um, I don't oh. remember if he did workaholics. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, if you saw him, you would know him. He's very funny. Uh, okay. He so this is based on a true story. This is based on his like loosely based on his life, is my understanding. Uh, basically, what it is is it's about uh, two. It's it's about a couple that wants to adopt, and so they go from wanting to adopt a, a kid to like a kid and multiple kids because they fall in love with this construct, right? So as an adopted person, specifically a late adoption person, right? Now I have a right. different backstory than these guys. Um, but this this story is a really, really unique and honest take into becoming a family, becoming a family, as okay. opposed to just being a family, right? Enzo knows what I'm talking about. So this is like, listen, it's I love Rose Byrne. Mark Wahlberg is weird. I can't, I can't fully get behind him on most things, but I also have no reason to dislike him either. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't have an opinion. I'm just kind of like, all right, Mark Wahlberg's here, and it's sort of fine. I uh, like Wahlberg. I, I, I'm a fan. Yeah, he's fine. Listen, everything like he does some good movies. He does some bad movies. Like you know his his whole like workout regimen, four a.m. Gaston, a hundred eggs, whatever it is that he does is weird. But he's happy and he seems to be a good dude. He never makes bad press. Like he's not like a horrible individual, right? He takes care of his brothers. They make burgers or whatever. It's cool. But this movie is like <laughs> this movie is like so sweet and honest and. Uh, Again, it's like there's a lot of fear. Like there's a lot of fear in this movie where they have to like figure out like is this working? Is it not working? Which is different from the adoption standpoint because like you have it, you know, on paper you have an out clause. Mm. But it, that's not what it feels like when you're in an adopt when you're in a family that is with adoption. It's your family, right? So you still have that same pull which is like no, we can't just decide we're not family anymore. We're family. 
this is this is what it is. Um, but I think externally, a lot of people are like, well, you know, they're not your real parents or whatever. Oh, well, you know, sorry, you got a rough one. It's weird. Like there's a lot of stigma around it. And because Spencer had been through this himself, um, it's amazing. And now he's got like a whole rash of adopted kids and it's like a beautiful story and it's amazing. Uh, but I would, I'm not going to say any more because I really think you should watch This is a totally fun date night movie. It's hilarious. You will also get very teary eyed, like people cut onions all throughout this film. But like in like the sweetest and softest ways, like it's not like a feel bad about yourself. It's totally a walk away feeling wonderful about humans. I'm instantly excited. There you go. Nice choice. That's it. But I'm 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 shocked and awed that you did not pick what I'll put as my first pong entry. And I'm gonna I'm going on a limb. And I'm like, I, I don't know what money I'm putting down on this being in your pong, but it's it's got to be here somewhere. Two thousand and one. Red jumpsuits for whole family. So Incredibles, I have in my pong as. Oh no, wait! It wouldn't be Red Jumpsuits. Incredibles. I have that's two thousand four, but I have Incredibles. Well, that's my next one. Wait, two thousand one. Red jumpsuits. Your favorite director, I'm pretty sure. I, this is another one of those things where I think that I think I wrote the the year wrong. Is this the Ten of Bombs? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I, this is like my first pong entry. <laughs> Okay, there we go. Dignified Patriarch's Family Unites. It was my top, was my five words. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, oh, I guess it's back to me then. So 1965, do they ever stop singing? Oh, Sound of Music? Yeah. That's good. Uh, so 2012, <laughs> sorry, my five words, I like wrote down half the five words because I just sort of gave up. Uh Vehicle for children on film, which is not, doesn't make any sense. 2012 vehicle for children on film. No idea. So this is the one I could have put this in my top five instead of uncle Frank. Cause it, for a lot of the same reasons that I've had other stuff, but it felt duplicative. Uh, this is 40. It's just Apatow just wanted his kids in a movie again, but. Oh, I, I had this, I, this did not quite make my final, final cut, but I had this down there too. Yeah, it's the the reason. So the reason I like this one is it's three it's three generational, right? So you've got the parents and their kids, and then at different points you've got both of those parents' parents having to interact and dealing with the fact that like one set of in laws is very different than the other set of in laws. Like it was, it just felt very real to me, and there was a lot of fun in that. But it's also just a vehicle for Apatow to put his kids and his wife in a movie again. For me, by the way, this is forty, and I love you, man. Which neither of which are 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 that whole cruise top uh, uh, recognized movies. I think those are the best two of those movies. I think they're better than Knocked Up and Forty Year Old Virgin. And all. I actually think these are the top two. Well, the thing about this is that this is at least I'm totally projecting here, but these feel as though they are written from a place of truth, yeah. right? Like this, this is both of those movies. I love you, man, and this is forty. Is like, hey. This was a thing that Judd Apatow went through and then turned into comedy as opposed to wouldn't it be funny if a four-year-old had never had sex, right? Like that's everything right. else that he does is like taking right. a weird premise and writing around it as opposed to having a weird premise that happened to you and expanding on it. Well, also what's interesting, those two movies are basically representative of this is this is a movie about the struggle. This is a comedy about the struggles of friendships. Yep. And the other one's a comedy about the struggles of, of family. Yeah, it's great. This is 40 is one of those movies for me where I'm like, I can rewatch that a lot. High, high re rewatchability for me. I think, and Mr. Apatow, should you be listening? It is actually the year for this is 50. And oh, gosh. there's no way you can't get those people together, Mr. Apatow. And there's no way you can't crank out a script in the next 30 days. Yeah. And come on. Let's be clear. Three quarters of those people are already together. They live in the same house. <laughs> Right, just just I, I mean, that I, I want movies. I want some movie people to do things like this. Like we are going to make the sequel in a decade, like on purpose. They should. I, I listen. I'll sign the petition. All right, thank you. Like you know, I could see in that. Like we talked about Tom Cruise last week. What like, and I know Maverick's coming, but how about like a color? How about we had Hustler with Fast Eddie, and then we had Fast Eddie into the color of money. How about now he's now he's handing off the reins to uh, Timothy Chalamet for another uh, pool hustling movie? Listen, everybody needs what, what 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 we desperately need now is another Timothy Chalamet vehicle. So yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I think he just got three new scripts today. <laughs> Nineteen ninety three, like a sport movie, 
Sort of. 1993. That's a crappy description. I'm sorry. No, that was no, my no. last five words I could come up with. I got I'm nothing. Like, I'm okay with it. Can we, do you give me an actor? Any actor? Do you got somebody? Like Joan a, Allen. Joan Allen. As the mom. Fields of Dreams? Nope. Surgery for Bobby Fisher. I actually think the parenting stuff. Oh, oh, that's a good description. I couldn't come up with something because I kept trying to think of the words like for board games or because chess alone. I had a thing about like family with kings and queens. That's good. That would be, but eh. anyhow, it's just punks. So who cares? Yeah, who cares? We can do what we want. That's right. Uh, I'll get, what about 2014? I don't know if you saw this. Flowering family desires presence. Flowering family. I mean, this this sounds like some. That definitely sounds like a Pixar movie. It's it's not. <laughs> what is it? So this was Wish I Was Here. So this was Zach Braff's spiritual sequel to Garden State, and oh. the last name of the family is the Blooms. Nice. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> this is my stretch the rules entry 2015. It's all about the family. Oh, it's fast and fast and something. Which one? 2015? Yeah. Was that Fast Family? Might as as well have been. This is a... No, in fact, there's no Fast at all. This is just straight up Furious 7. The Furious uh, Furious 7, right. Okay. This is the Paul Walker one. I think think it is definitely the... They they honed in the family message the most. Well, I think that's the one where he has the kid now. So there actually is multi-generations of this. So it it meets the criteria. Well done. Oh, there's a kid. Yeah. 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 Well done. Uh, I've got 20, so 2000, so I really, I struggled with this one. I almost wanted to put it in. So 2005, um, not rolling, but very argumentative. Not rolling? Not rolling. Nothing. The, so the last movie I have on the list for you that I, if, if, if rolling, if the opposite of rolling, if it's either a rock or a stone, is this the family stone? The family stone. I hate this movie. I remember you hating this movie. I remember you hating this movie. Maybe that's why I was hesitant. To, maybe that, I think you might have kept this out of my top five by accident. <laughs> uh, oh, I actually have this down, by the way, for you. Okay. As a, I hope he brings it up just so I get to say how much I hate this movie. I still don't know that I get why you hate it so much. Uh, I think it's because it's a bad movie. Uh, all right. Um, <laughs> no. Um, to, uh, I think a lot of the conflict was very contrived. Would probably be my my real issue if I That's have to go fair. to it. It's a good cast. Great cast. It's, an, oh, it's a fine premise. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of idiot plot moments. There's a lot of like <laughs> yeah. assumption of assumption of assumption of assumption. I'm like. Just talk to each other. Like, and I get that people don't, and I get that there's some like idiot plot happens in the real world, you know, but it was just like the whole thing. It felt like you, you got the whole story reduced to a 10 minute conversation and you're kind of done and you walk away. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of romantic comedies. Um, the the only thing that I'll say so first of all I'm not here to defend the movie I, it's not a great movie <laughs> it's, it's it really isn't um, I think it's better than maybe you think it is but I don't think it's like it, it it's got a 56 I think on Metacritic and I think that's probably around right it's probably like mid 60s I think just because I think the performances probably drag it up a little bit mm-hmm. um, from a family standpoint though I do think it's interesting because the idea that you have all these very different characters that came from the same place that when they leave and come back have a hard time falling back into sync and rhythm that I think is like a universally understood and like totally fair construct. Fair enough. I'm down for uh, like, this is the kind of movie also that I think they could just make more of, but better. Yeah. I was going to say, don't rewatch this because somebody, I thought you were going to say I'd be down for a rewatch. Like somebody has made this movie better already. I just don't know which it is. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm no. I was going to say I'm down. To, what actually I was about to say was I'm down to watch Uncle Frank twice in a row before watching. <laughs> you should family, family Stone at all. You would you would like Uncle Frank both times. I also had predicted that your clue would involve the words sly and the. Uh, see, I went Rolling I was, Stone I was instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 1964. Dad finally gets ceiling parties. 1964. The only thing I'm thinking of right now is Fiddler on the Roof. 
Oh, that's a good. Oh, that's I. That oh, geez, Fiddler should have been here. Oops. <laughs> I mean, it's an interesting family, but uh, no, this was Mary Poppins. Oh, Mary Poppins. Okay, Fiddler was way after the '60s, right? Am I way off on that? Was that the movie? Is oof. It's Wait. like it's between '68 and '72. It's in that. Okay. it's right. right in there. So. Well, I wasn't way off then. Uh, all right, my last. One, I've got a couple more. Well, we already said The Incredibles. Uh, this is the easiest guess. Two thousand one, Ginger Wizards. What? Ginger Wizards. Two thousand one, Ginger Wizards. Oh, oh, Harry Potter. Yeah, the Weasleys. Just the whole Weasley clan <laughs> for the whole series of that is pretty dope. They're great. <laughs> I I was like, what is going on with Ginger? <laughs> So we're at Final Five, Fast Five, Super Five, Rad Five. I haven't been keeping track of numbers. I have no idea how many we've done. We're we're at that point. So I'll give you – I'll just run through the last ones. So this is where I had Swiss Family Robinson. Good. I wrote down jokingly Black Widow. Funny. It's about family. It's pretty good. Yeah. I like it. The Creed Family. As, but now I'm spanning like seven movies That's to make it work. Of, a lot of movies, but I'm I, I'm here for it. Right, Apollo. You know, I like sure, it. I, I like it. Yeah. And my absolute favorite one for the entire list, but I couldn't really talk about it because it doesn't really fit. But I'm sneaking it in. Is We're the Millers. We're the Millers is on my list too. And if you haven't seen it, the reason it doesn't count is because they're not actually a family at all. At all, and that's the premise of the movie. But they are so much fun to watch as a family. Yep. So they, so we're the Millers I had. We, we talked about a lot of the ones already. So I had Christmas Vacation. I had The Incredibles. Um, and then I, I had This is 40. We talked about all the rest of them. So yeah, but We're the Millers was my one like asterisk. I'm like, this one counts because they became a family in the end. And I'm, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm here for that. <laughs> I have no regrets. Um, no, no regrets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the one I had wrong, by the way, I had the Furious movies on your list as my, what I thought I would tag you with. I had a couple that, that I had in here is like, I think they would have been interesting to talk about as families. Uh, most highly on that list was the, was the Jodes from the Grapes of Wrath. Ooh, okay. Yeah. And trying to figure out, are they a good family at all? They're not. I don't think. They're not. No, right? bad family. Yeah, so... I was like, well, this is an obvious pick. I also thought about like Mrs. Doubtfire movie. You and I both like, they're a terrible family. Horrible to each other across the board. I just saw Cheaper by the Dozen one and two back-to-back dozen marathon. Why? Don't know. But the fact that they didn't call it Cheaper by the Baker's Dozen as the sequel is just an atrocity to puns. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. You're right. Uh, and I had the one. Okay, so here's the one I wanted to. I, I I wish I knew better in my head is Big Fish. Oh man, that's a great. You know what, dude? This is like the third time in the past couple months that that movie has come up where I've been like, why isn't that movie more important to me? Because I remember loving it. That's exactly what I felt. I was like, I love. I watched this movie. I'm pretty sure I was like crying for hours. Great. And it's beautiful and it's well done in the cast. Al Finney is great. Yeah. And I don't know. It just sort of, and, and it's on everybody's lists of stuff, by the way. Sure. Everybody feels this way or not everybody. I can't vouch for all the people, but <laughs> I, for the life of me, cannot remember enough details to sit here and talk about it credibly with you. So I actually, while I was doing the research, it went back on my rewatch this movie list. Yeah, it's it, genuinely less than three weeks ago. I was talking to a friend about just movies in general, and Big Fish came up for both of us. We were like, I remember really, really digging that movie, and don't think I went back to it ever. And I don't have a reason why. And the last one I had that was worthy, I know it's worthy of discussion, is Swiss Family Robinson that you brought up earlier. Yeah, sure. But the reality of the movie is it's not going deep in the family at all. It's no. almost just, you know, it's just about them. By the way, that's another. Let's remake that one. Yeah, for sure. Why not? They should. That, and that one's not even like a where we just want more Goonie-like movies. Like, just remake that movie. Yeah. Just do it again. It's better. Like, times are better. We can do more cool stuff now. It'll be awesome. It will be awesome. Well, this was awesome. Uh, so for our, our, our loving and adoring fans, next week is Thanksgiving. So we are going to take a week off. Uh, so that we can yell or be yelled at by our families. Because, you know, America. 
so in the meantime, we don't have a category, and it's your turn to pick a category, but I think we're just going to kind of float it and see what happens. Are you good with that? Yeah, I was going to go with top five movies featuring a turkey, but that's not really a thing, so we won't do that. But we've got, I've, I've got some good candidates here. We'll, we'll, we'll turkey coma, think our way through this. I do want to take a moment, though, and say, everybody listening, thanks. We are yeah. thankful for you listening, and JT... I'm very thankful for you to be there every week with me doing this. This is a blast and just makes all the times a little better. Buddy, I am so thankful for you and I am so thankful for our, our fans who listen. Uh, and you know what? At the Lo-Fi Top 5, turkey have a great Thanksgiving, you. y'all. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. <laughs> Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Eat that turkey all night long 50 million Elvis fans can't be wrong Turkey lurkey do and turkey lurkey dap I eat that turkey then I take a nap Thanksgiving is a special night Jimmy Walker used to say dino.